Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast, delivering God's word to you every day, walking with fellow Christians through the entire Bible in one year. Each book of the Bible is read by a different member of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, bringing new voices to a timeless story. Let's hear God's word for today. 2 Samuel chapter 22. David spoke the word of the song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from the grasp of all of his enemies in the grasp of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock where I seek refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, and my Savior, you save me from violence. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I was saved from my enemies. From the waves of death engulfed me, the torrents of destruction terrified me, the ropes of Sheol entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. I called to the Lord in my distress, I called to my God. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry for the help reached his ears. Then the earth shook and quaked, the foundations of heavens trembled. Then he shook because he burned with anger. Smoke rose from his nostrils, and consuming fire came from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by it. He bent the heavens and came down, total darkness between his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew, soaring on the wings of the wind. He made the darkness a canopy around him, a gathering of water and thick clouds. From the radiance in his presence, blazing coals were ignited. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High his voice heard. He shot arrows and scattered them. He hurled lightning bolts and routed them. The depths of the sea became visible. The foundation of the world were exposed, and the rebuke of the Lord at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He pulled me out of the deep water. He rescued me from my powerful enemy and from those who hated me. For they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out to a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. He repaid me according to the cleanliness of my hands. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and I have not turned from God's wickedness. Indeed, I let all of his ordinances guide me and I have not disregarded his statutes. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself in my iniquity. So the Lord repaid me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanliness in his sight. With the faithful, you prove yourself faithful. With the blameless, you prove yourself blameless. With the pure, you prove yourself pure. But with the crooked, you prove yourself shrewd. You rescued an oppressed people, but your eyes are set against the proud. You humble them. Lord, you are my lamp. The Lord illuminates my darkness. With you, I can attack a barricade, 2330 or a ridge or raiders. And with my God, I can leap over a wall. God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is pure. He is a shield to all who take refuge in him. For who is God besides the Lord? And who is a rock? Only our God. God is my strong refuge. He makes my way perfect. He makes my feet 
like the feet of a deer and sets me securely on the heights. He trains my hands for war. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation. Your help exalts me. You make a spacious place beneath me for my steps, and my ankles do not give way. I pursue my enemies and destroy them. I do not turn back until they are wiped out. I wipe them out and crush them, and they do not rise. They fall beneath my feet. You have clothed me with the strength for battle. You have subdued my adversaries beneath me. You have made my enemies retreat before me. I annihilate those who hate me. They look, but there is no one to save them. They look to the Lord, but he does not answer them. I pulverize them like dust of the earth. I crush them and trample them like mud in the streets. You have freed me from the feuds among my people. You have preserved me as head of nations. A people I had not known serve me. Foreigners submit to me cringing. As soon as they hear, they obey me. Foreigners lose heart and come trembling from the fortifications. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. God, the rock of my salvation, is exalted. God, he grants me vengeance and casts down the people under me. He frees me from my enemies. You exalt me above my adversaries. You rescue me from violent men. Therefore, I will give thanks to you among the nations, Lord. I will sing praises about your name. He is a tower of salvation. For his king, he shows loyalty to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. 2 Samuel chapter 23 These are the last words of David. The declaration of David's son of Jesse, the declaration of the man raised on high, the one anointed by God of Jacob. This is the most delightful of all Israel's songs. The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me, His words on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The Rock of Israel spoke to me. The one who rules the people with justice, who rules in fear of God, is like the morning light when the sun rises on a cloudless morning, the glisten of rain on sprouting grass. Is it not true my house is with God? For He has established permanent covenant with me, ordered and secured in every detail. Will He not bring out my whole salvation and my every desire? But all the wicked are like thorns raked aside. They can never be picked up by hand. The man who touches them must be armed with iron and the shaft of a spear. They will be completely burned up on the spot. These are the names of David's warriors. Josephip Bashabeth, the Telemite, was chief of officers. He wielded his spear against 800 men that killed at one time. After him, Elzar, son of Dodo, son of Alhite, was among the three warriors with David when they defied the Philistines. The men of Israel retreated in the place where they had gathered to battle, but Eleazar stood his ground and attacked the Philistines until his hand was tied and struck to his sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. Then the troops came back to him, but only to plunder the dead. After the Shammai, son of Agi, the Hirakite, the Philistines had assembled in formation, and there was a field of lentils. 
The troops fled the Philistines, but Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field, defended it, and struck down the Philistines, so the Lord brought about a great victory. Three of the thirty leading warriors went down to the harvest time and came to David at the cave at Adullam. While the company of Philistines was camping in the Rephaim Valley, at that time David was in the stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David was extremely thirsty and said, If only someone would bring me water to drink from the well at the city gate of Bethlehem. So the three warriors broke through the Philistine camp, drew water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem. They brought it back to David, but he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out to the Lord. David said, Lord, I would never do such a thing. It is not the blood of men who risk their lives. So he refused to drink it. Such were the exploits of these three warriors. Abishai, Joah's brother, the son of Zariah, was the leader of the three. He wielded his spear against 300 men and killed them, gaining a reputation among the three. He was not more honored than the three. He became their commander, even though he did not become the three. Benaniah Shenandoah was the son of the brave man from Kebzil, a man of many exploits. Benaniah killed two sons of Ariel, of Moab, and he went into the pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. He also killed an Egyptian, an impressive man. Even though the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, Benaniah went down to him with a staff, snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand, and then killed him with his own spear. These were the exploits of Benaniah, son of Jedidiah, who had a reputation among the three warriors. He was the most honored of the thirty, but he did not become one of the three. David put him in charge of his bodyguard. Among the thirty were Joab, brother of Ashel, Elihan, son of Dodo of Bethlehem, Shammah the Herodite, Elakai the Herodite, Heliz the Palite, Ira son of Eklesh of Tekite, Abazir and Ethanite, Mabani Hushathite, Salami the Athite, Mahari the Nethanite, Halab son of Benai the Nephethite, Atai son of Rabai, son of Gibeah the Benjaminites, Benaniah the Pethronite, Hidai from the wildest of Geshah, Albiabon the Albanite, Ajameth the Berthamite, Elahaba the Shalabanite, the sons of Jason, Jonathan, son of Shammah, the Hatherite, Ashiam, son of Shahar, the Hatherite, Elphabet, son of Ashapai, the Machlanite, Eliam, son of Athapal, the Galeanite, Hezero, the Camelite, Parai, the Albanite, Igal, son of Nathan, of Zoboth, Benai, the Gadite, Zalik, the Ammonite, Natharari, the Berthanite, the armor-bearer of Joab, the son of Zerai, Ira, the Ithronite, Garib, the Ithronite, and Urah, the Hathanite. There were 37 in all. Second Samuel chapter 24. The Lord's anger burned against Israel again, and he stirred up David against them to say, Go, count the people of Israel and Judah. So the king said to Joab, the commander of his army, Go through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, and register the troops so I can know their number. 
Job replied to the king, May the Lord your God multiply the troops a hundred times more than they are, while my lord the king looks on. But why does my lord the king want to do this? Yet the king's order prevailed over Joab and the commander of the army. So Joab, the commanders of the army, left the king's presence to register the troops of Israel. They crossed the Jordan and camped in Arur, south of the town in the middle of the valley, then proceeded towards Gad and Jazir. They went to Galid, the land of the Hithrites, and continued to Dan Dijon and around Sidian. They went to the fortress of Tyre and all the cities of the Hivites and Canaanites. Afterwards, they went to the Negev of Judah and Beersheba. When they had gone through the whole land, they returned to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. Job gave the king a total of registration of the troops. There, with 800,000 valiant armored men from Israel and 500,000 men from Judah, David's conscience troubled him. After he had taken census of the troops, he said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I have done. Now, Lord, because I have been very foolish, please take away your servant's guilt. When David got up from in the morning, the word of the Lord had come to the prophet Gad, David's seer. Go and say to David, This is what the Lord says. I am offering you three choices. Choose one of them, and I will do it to you. So Gad went to David, told him the choices, and asked him, Do you want three years of famine to come to your land, to flee from your foes for three months while they pursue you, or to have a plague in your land for three days? Now consider carefully what answer I should take back to the one who sent me. David answered Gad, I have great anxiety. Please let us fall into the Lord's hands because his mercies are great, but don't let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel from the morning until the appointed time, and from Dan to Bathsheba, 7,000 men died. Then the angel extended his hand towards Jerusalem to destroy it, but the Lord relented concerning the destruction and said to the angel who was destroying the people, Enough! Withdraw your hand now. The angel of the Lord was then at threshing floor of Anura, Oren, and the Jezebite. When David saw the angel striking the people, he said to the Lord, Look, I am the one who have sinned. I am the one who has done wrong. But these sheep, what have they done? Please, let your hand be against me and my father's family. Gad came to David that day and said to him, Go up and set up an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Anora the Jezebite. David went up to, in obedience to Gad's command, just as the Lord has commanded. Arona looked down and saw the king and his servants coming towards him. So he went out and paid homage to the king with his face to the ground. Arona said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? David replied, To buy the threshing floor from you in order to build a f- uh, altar to the Lord, so the plague on the people may be halted. Anora said to David, My lord the king may take whatever he wants and offer it. Here are the oxen for the burnt offering and the threshing sledges and oak yokes of the woods. Your majesty Anora gives everything here to the king. Then he said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. The king answered Aruna, No, I insist on buying it from you for a price. For I will not offer to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. 
David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for twenty ounces of silver. He bought an altar to the Lord there and offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. Then the Lord was receptive to prayer of the land, and the plague on Israel ended. Matthew chapter 19, verses 1 through 15. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he departed from Galilee and went to the region of Judea across the Jordan. Large crowds followed him, and he healed them there. Some Pharisees approached him to test him. They asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife on any grounds? Haven't you read, he replied, that he who created them in the beginning made them male and female? And he also said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Why then, they asked him, did Moses command us to give divorce papers and to send her away? He told them, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives because of the hardness of your hearts, but it was not like that from the beginning. I tell you, whoever divorces his wife except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. His disciples said to him, If the relationship of a man and his wife is like this, it's better not to marry. He responded, Not everyone can accept this saying, but only those to whom it has been given. For there are eunuchs who were born that way from their mother's womb. There are eunuchs who were made by men, and there are eunuchs who have been made themselves that way because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who is able to accept it should accept it. Then little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Leave the little children alone, and don't try to keep them from coming to me, because the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. After placing his hands on them, he went on from there. This has been the Bible 365 Podcast, a production of Holy Trinity Lutheran Church and School in Edmond, Oklahoma in collaboration with Cinematic Waves, TV and film post-production studios. The Christian Standard Bible is copyright 2017 by Holman Bible Publishers, used by permission. Having heard the word for today, may the same Holy Spirit who inspired scripture now inspire faith in you to live each day as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Love God, love one another, and love your neighbor.